Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Lara Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we will analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, or only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. And, as always, Laura, thank you for your science. Uh, so I'm back. Thank you. Hey, yeah, check it out. Yeah, um, Laura's here. Yeah, uh, MAGFest was amazing, but I I have always gotten sick after MAG. Yeah, MAG flu. It's a real thing. Uh, I didn't get as sick as I got last year, though. No. You're, so you're you're building up a tolerance to MAGFest. Oh, Congratulations. There is never real tolerance to MAGFest. <coughs> <laughs> um, so we are doing the 2004 BBC series Shattered. This is Shattered. There are three things you need to know about this show. One, over the next week, ten people are going to go without sleep. Two, there's £100,000 at stake. And three, nobody knows whether this can be done or what will happen. Yes. Uh, we watched this right about on the 16th anniversary of the airing of the show. Yeah, totally on purpose. This ran over one week. This ran seven episodes, mm-hmm. Sunday to Saturday. Yes. So it happened like kind of like in real time because the premise of this show is they took how many people? Twelve? Um, yes. Twelve people. And they put them in a house for a week and they're not allowed to sleep. Yeah. So it's a full one week of being awake, sort of. We'll get into Ten it. people. Ten people. Ten people forced to stay awake, kind of, sort of, you'll see. <laughs> yeah. This was a, um, this was a weird one. We're going to pretty much speed run the yeah. summary. Yeah. I'm going to let you know, there's not a lot to say. <laughs> it's tough. This was, this was a rough watch. Um... So, the first airing is January 4th, which was a Sunday. Yes. And they start the experiment Saturday morning. Yes. So, when we get there, they've already been awake for 39 hours. Yes. So, this way, they're already, like, kind of sleepies. Yeah. And they want... They can win up to 100,000 pounds. Yes. This is English pounds. Yes. And you lose 1,000 pounds every time someone uses an unauthorized sleep. Yes. An unauthorized sleep is having your eyes closed for 10 consecutive seconds. Yes. And throughout the show, it's unclear, uh, a klaxon will play if that happens. (coughs) But sometimes it happens immediately after 10 seconds, and sometimes it takes a while. (laughs) My theory is that somebody low-key falls asleep at the switchboard and forgets to hit the klaxon button. Uh, my, My theory is that the only thing more painful than being in this show is being the person staring at a screen going, is his eyes, is the eyes closed? Two, three, oh, they're open. He closed them again. 
One, two, three, four. Oh, now you opened up again. So this first episode is a lot of filler. See, I like the first episode because the first episode is all set up. Yeah. And like makes this show sound like it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Basically, what I want you to imagine is a movie just putting guns everywhere, like Chekhov's guns, just all over the place. Oh, we're not to that that point yet. Uh, we have a sleep documentary to watch. That's what I'm talking oh, okay. about. Okay, like it's setting up that like what we're about to watch is the single most dangerous thing ever attempted. Because just like, they could die this way, die this way, die this way, and then none of it happens. Yeah, it reminds me of when they used to do the David Copperfield specials. Kind of, yeah, that's kind of a way to say it. How the last ten minutes would be the actual trick. Mm-hmm. But the first fifty minutes of the show would be them talking about all the ways David Copperfield could die doing what Could die doing. in a fire tornado, yes. Yes. So... But, like, there's some interesting stuff here. Uh, basically, they talk about how uh, the the record for staying awake is, I believe, is 11 days? Yes, Randy Gardner. Now, I need you to look this up because I didn't, I didn't do the research on this one. I believe that there was someone who stayed up for 11 days for charity and he was a radio DJ. I believe I read about it in David Blaine's book. Because David Blaine had to stay awake when he did the ice block challenge and when he stood on that large pole for like a very long period of time. So I remember reading about this DJ that was basically like, I'm going to DJ this entire time during this insane marathon and someone will wake me up if I start falling asleep. And he started having these hallucinations about like mice attacking him. Um, let me see. And Randy Gardner did this when he was 17, the one who broke the record. Okay. Um, The previous record was that DJ. Oh, okay. All right. Who was four hours under Randy Gardner. Mm -hmm. So still almost 11 days. He lasted like 10 days and change. Tom Rounds. Yes. I I remember reading in David Blaine's book, so check up on this, that he went insane and never recovered. (laughs) Um, I can't find anything about the, um, it's interesting that he has a Wikipedia page that doesn't talk about him being awake for 11 days. It's like, nah, he was a good DJ. I mean, it does. You know, he says like, he set the world record for sleeplessness. Uh, the record was broken five years later. He became a regional celebrity. The one who, like, had issues was Randy Gardner. Randy Gardner had issues. He went to a naval hospital and slept for 14 hours after he, like, was done. Yeah, that sounds... Like, you know what? I've slept for 14 hours and I haven't stayed up that late. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 14 hours is not that long of a time to sleep. Yeah, and he apparently would, like... He had terrible insomnia. Yeah. Uh, as an adult. Was, hmm. Interesting. Because yeah. that'll actually come up later. So that's that's interesting. So like later in life, he actually had sleep issues mm-hmm. that he sort of blames on trying to stay awake for 11 days straight. Interesting. 
And there's also that creepy pasta. There was a creepy pasta that that went around about like the Russian experiment about like these people that were kept and given a gas that wouldn't let them sleep and they became like possessed by demons. As one does. It was it was something like because that they're they were kept awake, their conscious mind eventually like just stopped working. And the line is something like, we are the things that you fear at night or something like that. It's all not true, but it's a creepypasta that I think came out after this, but it made, it invoked this. Yeah, I mean, this was 2004, so most creepypastas rose to prominence in the later 2000s, early Mm -hmm. 2010s. Yeah. If I can find Mr. Creepypasta reading it, I'll include a clip here. Cool. Russian researchers in the 1940s kept five people awake for 15 days using an experimental gas-based stimulant. They were kept in a sealed environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intake so the gas didn't kill them, since it was toxic in high concentrations. This was before closed-circuit cameras, so they had only microphones and five-inch thick glass portal-sized windows into the chamber to monitor them. The chamber was stocked with books, cots to sleep on but no bedding, running water, and a toilet and enough dried food to last all five for over a month. The test subjects were political prisoners deemed enemies of the state during World War II. Everything was fine for the first five days. The subjects hardly complained, having been promised falsely, that they would be freed if they submitted to the tests and did not sleep for 30 days. Their conversations and activities were monitored and it was noted that they continued to talk about increasingly traumatic incidents in their past. The general tone of the conversations took on a darker aspect after the four-day mark. What are you? I must know! The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily? The subject asked. We are you. We are the madness that lurks within you all begging to be freed at any moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralysis when you go to that nocturnal haven where we cannot tread. I credited him, so it's fine. And we're friends. Hi, Mr. Creepypasta. Uh, in any case, uh, let, let's go through some of the things that they, like, warn us about. Yeah, they do, like, a test run. They have about 100 people audition. This, they're not allowed to cook. This is the lab. The walls around the two-way mirrors and cameras are padded and curved to stop anyone hurting themselves. All the glass in the lab is shatterproof. The participants aren't allowed to cook in case they burn themselves, so we're providing their meals. They can prepare cold snacks in the kitchen area, but to prevent any accidents, glasses, cutlery and crockery are all made out of plastic. To prevent stumbling injuries, any hard edges had to be covered in foam or curved off. The table and stools in the eating area are fully padded for safety and for comfort. Just behind the eating area is a corridor that leads to the bathroom. But anyone thinking they can grab a quick 40 winks in there is going to be disappointed. There's a camera in here too. Back through the lab and out of the door is the beautiful shattered garden. This is the only smoking area where one safety-friendly lighter attached to a bucket of sand brings a whole new meaning to the words chain smoking. No chairs are allowed out here in case anyone sits and nods off with a cigarette in their hand. Very dangerous. Like, think about baby-proofing 
but like more extreme. Yeah, there's not a single edge to be found. Everything is covered in foam. Like, like it's kind of a padded cell. It's absolutely a padded cell. Yeah, basically they're preparing us as an audience for the fact that someone might just be standing there and fall asleep and collapse. The garden is not really outside, but like... It's not outside. It's Yeah, it, it looks like it's an outside. That was a weird thing to me is like, there's no... Something we need to address. There's no natural light. There's no natural light, yeah. So it's already like... Something that helps you stay awake is sunlight. Yeah. So that's removed. So that's already like a worrisome thing. Because everyone knows if you're trying to stay awake, you look at the sun and you sneeze. I don't know this. What? Oh, it was a big, it was a like plot point in an episode of The Adventures of Pete and Pete. Libby figured out that every time she felt sleepy, all she had to do was glance at the sun. And she'd blow the snooze right out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I vaguely remember this now. Yeah, they were trying to stay awake for as long as possible. Something that I also thought was interesting in is the garden has like giant mushrooms on it that yes. say like do not sit mm-hmm. on it. But it made it was kind of like invoking Alice in Wonderland and it made me think like are they going to like screw with these people? Yeah. Because like a giant mushroom when you're like sleep deprived is kind of a scary thing. Anything that's the wrong size when you're not in the right mindset can be like jarring and upsetting. Anything that feels odd. Yeah. Cuz like kind of sleep deprived at Magfest and just in the middle of a hallway was an old TV, like an old cabinet looking TV. Yeah, that was playing snow. Yeah. <laughs> I took a picture of it on my phone and like it genuinely unnerved me at yeah. like one in the morning when I saw it. Yeah, thanks, Poltergeist. Yeah, I was like, oh no. So like little things like that I thought were uh, really odd. And the other thing is uh, our host Dermot says that they will be given weekly tests. Daily tests. Daily tests, excuse me. Yeah, they're only there for a week. Daily tests to you know make sure they're okay. Remember that he says this and remember that that's all the information we get. Yeah, and then we see his little apartment. In the studio? And just, like, sad dorm room? Why is he living there? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me where he's just like, if I'm going to host this show, I want my own apartment. Well, my thought is they're trying to build up the anything could happen at any time. So he's effectively on call. (laughs) But, like, he's not a He's on call to host. Like, in the event somebody's like, I want to leave, he's got to be like, I'm here. On the scene. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's too... They're building the suspense of the social experiment. Right. They, and they're trying desperately to make Dermot O'Leary seem like he's important in any yeah. way. Yeah. We're going to have strong words for Dermot later. Uh, strong, wor- strong words about how he is either the least or the second least effective host. <laughs> yes. We're going to have a battle at the end of this. But uh, we also hear a list of... Uh, side effects that could happen from sleep deprivation. Over the next week, we could see our volunteers experience some of the following symptoms. Irritability, paranoia, blurred vision, memory loss, mood swings, complete lack of judgment, impaired social skills, incoherent speech, spots, hallucinations, not forgetting trap wind, and increased libido. 
I'm sure you'll agree, not a pleasant combination. I was like, whoa, 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 what was that last one? Like, I've never been so tired where I'm like, oh, I either need to just, like, lay down or screw down. something. Um, I mean, I think a lot of the sleeplessness side effects are similar to a lot of drunkenness side effects. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to set up that, like, maybe there'll be a showman. You have to remember, this is live. They don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So they're just trying to set up a ton of Chekhov's guns and yeah. hope to God that one of them goes off. They don't. I mean, it would have been amazing if, it was, if, they were, if Dermot was like, all right, we are 70 hours into sleepingness and uh, let's take a look at what happened yesterday. Oh, God, hide the children. just a big blur of just flesh-colored stuff. Because everything's, everything's soft, so everything's a bed. <laughs> yeah, there's like a cushion pile somewhere. So we start meeting people. Yes. There's Chris, who is, like, super chill. Yes. Uh, he's young. He looks like JD from Scrubs. He kind of does. Claire M. Right. Which implies there's another Claire, because there is. Yes, there is. Claire M is a mom. She's very loud. She refers to herself as bitchy. Yeah, she says, I believe she actually says, like... Yes, I'm loud, bitchy, and impatient. Which is probably why she was cast. She was, yeah. uh, she was cast as a reality show villain. Absolutely. Um, because this is 2004. So this is early in the game. Uh, she is the quote-quote villain. She's still not a bad person. Like, this isn't in the vein of reality shows. Well, if maybe, if she got the opportunity to be, That's we could have seen that. But once we, get to, once we start explaining what the actual gameplay is, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Uh, Jonathan, who's a psychiatrist. Right. And he kind of reminds me of what everybody thought Neville Longbottom would grow up to look like. Yeah, yeah. Like, not what Neville Longbottom actually grew up to look like, because, like, good for you, Matthew Lewis. Mm -hmm. But what you thought he was going to grow up to look like. Yeah, he's Matthew Lewis' sphere. (laughs) Um, Craig, who's a personal trainer. Yes. And that's all I remember about him at all. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say about Craig. So the next thing we see is them having to peel potatoes. Yeah. So the first thing they did was give them a sharp thing. That is a really good point. <laughs> and they've been up for 40 hours at this point, and they've been given a sharp thing. Now, this is this is the first, like, huge mistake the show makes. Is The, the idea is, and this, it kind of makes sense. We can't just watch a bunch of people not sleep. We have to give them some sort of activity Mm -hmm. to, like, make something interesting happen. So basically a drill sergeant shows up. Yeah. Makes them, like, peel potatoes and, like, hold stress positions and kind of, like, makes them run in place and stuff like that. And everyone just kind of laughs at him because, one, he holds no real power over them. Yeah. Like, what is he going to (laughs) do? Yeah, like, there's no punishment if they just kind of, like... If Chris had just sat down and given him the finger, yeah. there's no punishment. And there's absolutely no stakes. Like, right. if there had been some sort of system in place where it's like, you all need to do this to make the prize money go up, then that would be something. Or the person who does this the best gets immunity or a nap. Yeah. Like, then you got a show. And there's a problem here because 
one of the contestants, Dean, is like flipping potato peels at people and laughing. Mm -hmm. And the first thing that happens, the drill sergeant screams at him to stop. Because I was like, God forbid someone show personality or be interesting for a second. Yeah, the, first, the way they introduce these people is something that is designed to strip people's personalities away. Like, that's what you do in the army. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. And like, Dean is like flipping peels at people. Mm -hmm. And it's funny. Yeah. And it shows him immediately. And he's like one of the first people you kind of figure out. So then they do this uh, thing where we have to have them watch a lecture. Yes, a lecture on triangles. And this is a little bit funny because they present the guy who's lecturing like he's a villain. Yeah. Like, dun, dun, dun. He's going to talk in the most monotone voice. And... The thing with the triangles is he's doing the presentation, and I couldn't get over how badly the triangles were drawn. Yeah, for someone who's an expert at triangles, he's really bad at drawing triangles. Yeah, like, there were no rulers involved in this. <laughs> none. None whatsoever. Here, here's the theme that this is establishing, though. The suspense of the show is, will they fall asleep? Mm -hmm. like, and I understand why... That would be the theme of the show, since if they fall asleep, they lose money, they've been staying awake and stuff like that. But if they don't fall asleep, it's a show where we watch people watch boring things. Yes, or do boring things. Yes, this is where I start to think, is this a prank on us? Like, not the viewing audience. A prank on the Stay Doomed podcast, <laughs> where they're like, we're going to create the most boring show. So that these two have to stay awake and watch it. And they're going to be all tired from MAGFest. I mean, we we did technically start watching this before MAG. I know, and then it got more difficult because we were sleep deprived from MAGFest. Yeah, so there, we still have five more people to meet. Alright, go for it. We have Salma, who's a fitness coach, and she's happy-go-lucky and friendly. Mm -hmm. uh, Ellen, who, she was like, I was up for four days partying once. And she's kind of absent-minded. Yes. And, like, kind of a scatterbrain. Mm-hmm. Um, Claire S., who refers to herself as being, like, stubborn and bubbly. Yes. And she is. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy, who kind of, like, he's the male, quote, quote, villain in the way they present him. Yeah. Like, he says, like, oh, I'm a bit of a dick when I drink and when I don't sleep. I'm, like, how I am when I drink. And then Lucy, who's the youngest, and she is already irritable and pissed off at this point. Yeah. She's already having a miserable time. And, like, I also want to point out, like, reality show-wise, that, like, all these people chose to do this show. Yeah, they, I mean, a hundred people auditioned. But, like, what I'm saying is, oftentimes when a new reality show comes out, you audition and you don't know what the show is. Right. Like, when we watched Who Done It, they didn't really know what the show was. That's uh, true. There there was a show called, like, I think it was called Dude Looks Like a Lady, Yikes. where it was a bunch of guys, like, trying to pass as women. And, like, none of them that signed up knew that's what the show was until it started. This one, it's like, they all know that they signed up for the slow the show where you can't sleep. Mm -hmm. And there's a few people that are like, sleep's super important to me. It's like, well, what are you, what are you doing? Like, if you're afraid of water, you don't sign up for Splash. <laughs> Yeah. And we see, like, little moments of people doing fun things. Like, there's modular soft furniture. 
Mm-hmm. And so they're all playing with it and, like, making forts. Yeah. And, like, showing that they have personalities and starting to get along a little bit, and it's interesting, mm-hmm. we never spend that much time on those moments. No. Because um, we have to talk to scientists. And the host, Dermot O'Leary, at this point in the game, has open contempt for several of the uh, contestants. You got an emotion out of Dermot? <laughs> Well, he says something about, like, because Ellen, who's the air hostess, who's, she's 28, and she, like, thinks she looks younger. Mm -hmm. And he makes comment about, like, Ellen thinks she doesn't look 28. Lucy is majoring in drinking and partying. Oh, yeah. Like, everything he said is very contemptuous at this point. See, I, I didn't, I don't judge him, because there's only, like, two or three moments where Dermot speaks and is not reading a cue card. Yeah, that's true. Like, so many times he is looking straight down, just saying the words in front of him. Yeah, and then they they mention that Dermot, in preparation for this, had to stay awake for 50 hours. Yeah, and he had a bad time. And it was the only time he was interested. (laughs) And he still wasn't. Yeah. It's like him doing yard work and watching TV. Well, he also plays Jenga. That's right. And he loses at Jenga. And that is what they call foreshadowing. Fair. They all, they all have to, like, count peas? Yeah. Because having to do a repetitious task is a is something that's very sleep-inducing. Right. And so we get a couple moments of them catch, counting peas. And then Dermot explains, like, someone has to get eliminated. We put them through a test, and the three people who did the worst will have to compete. And they are. And I immediately scream... Well, why not show us the tests? Right. Like, it, there was a contest with stakes. That's the thing you need to show people in a contest. So the first four up for... Because the first day it's four up for elimination. Oh, it was four. I'm sorry. You're right. It varies every episode. It's not consistently two or three or four. Right. It depends. Mm-hmm. So this one, it's Chris, Claire S., Ellen, and Jonathan. And uh, they come out, and uh, he basically goes... Okay, you are now playing to keep a place in the lab and your chance to win £100,000. You haven't been told what tonight's elimination challenge will involve. I can now reveal it's all to do with... peas. Oh, no. (laughs) Now, you'll probably remember that earlier on today, we set you the task of counting a mountain of peas, Okay. I'm now going to test your memory. All I need you to do is write down the number of peas in your jar. Whoever gets furthest away from the correct total will leave tonight, okay? I want you to write the number on the card. Don't do it yet. Easy, tigers. Now, you all have different numbers, so no point doing a bit of copying, okay? You've got 15 seconds. Your time starts now. And I was like, okay, well, there's no way for us to know. Nope. This, oh, and Dermot also says that throughout the show, the elimination tasks will become easier, but they're harder because they'll be more sleep deprived. Right. Which is kind of like saying, this is the most extreme we're going. Yeah. It's like, what? Well, no. <laughs> so they have to write down the number of peas in their jar, yeah. and it'll be compared to how many peas were actually in their jar. Yes. Oh, I was so angry at this. Oh, 
So it's Chris versus Claire at first. Mm -hmm. Chris is within two. Yeah. So he's immediately dismissed back into the Mm -hmm. room. Uh, Then it's Claire versus Ellen. Claire is about 20 off. Yeah, and I'd, I'd also like to point out that, like, when you're off by, like, two, there's a part of me that's like, how sure are you that that's how many peas were in there? Like, who checked this? Yeah. Like, how good are they, are they accounting? Did they drop one? Yeah. Like, the, the margin of error <laughs> is, like, could be on the other side of the glass. Which would have held water if it had been close. Yeah, if it had mattered. Because... Both Jonathan and Claire are also very close. Jonathan is, again, within two, just Mm -hmm. like Chris. And Claire's under 20 off. Yeah. Ellen (laughs) is 700 off. Yes. And she says... So sorry. Don't worry about it. At least I'm honest, I guess. Absolutely. I lost concentration and I just said I guess. Now, what was it? £100,000 gone now, but what what was it? I mean, did you feel that tired? Um, no, I didn't feel that tired. I didn't think that would be such a big challenge. And to be honest, I was just being nosy, looking at everybody else. And I didn't concentrate. And I was like, the ones around you were all below 3,000. What are you doing? Yeah, she is. <laughs> but she, we, like, she's established that she's scatterbrained and absent-minded. So it's also like a test that she might have done poorly on on a full night's sleep. Yeah, she was just like, this is something I'm bad at. So she's like kind of sad and she keeps defending herself. Like, I just guessed. It was just a guess. Yeah, at least I'm being honest in that it was a guess. But like what you're honestly saying is when you told me to ask these peas, to count these peas, I just didn't. <laughs> yeah. So that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Now this, the thing that I found at least a little bit exciting at this point is, oh, something will matter every episode and they're not going to know what it is. Yeah. Like... Oh, it could have been how many potatoes did you peel? It yeah. could have been this, but it turns out it was the peas. So everything they do now, they have, have to stakes. be thinking, oh, this might be the challenge. This never happens again. So we open the episode, episode two, which aired on January 5th, Monday. Mm-hmm. They got two hours of sleep. Yes. So immediately the premise of the show is gone. Oh, yeah. Because you know what time it's for? It's time for Noah did some research. Noah did, Noah did, Noah did some research. Here's what's actually happening here. Uh, they're basically doing Uberman. Because mm-hmm. what they're trying to say is like, for safety reasons, we're, we have to let them sleep. But we're only giving them two hours. So like, it's not re- like, it's not, it's just going to make sure that they don't die. Is, right. is the story they're trying to pitch to us. If you do this consistently, where you only sleep two hours a night, your body hates you, but eventually is like, all right, if this is how you want to do it, fine, we'll do it your way. And when you go to sleep, you jump into REM sleep immediately. Now, the average person, like the REM cycle Mm -hmm. is something that you repeat like three times in an eight hour sleep. Yeah. And in total, you only get about 45 minutes of REM sleep. Huh. Doing Uberman like this, when you tell your body like, hey, you don't know when you're going to get the sleep again. It jumps into REM sleep, which means they're getting two hours of REM sleep, which means they're actually doing better than most people. Huh. So that's why they're like, 
they'll cut to them again and they'll be just absolutely fine. <laughs> it's because they're actually kind of, in a way, more rested than the average human being. So, the next thing we get is five minutes of recap. Yeah. Of the prior episode that had aired the day before. Yeah, usually, like, we try not to hold that against a show. Because, like, we always binge it. And we have to understand that, like, sometimes a week or more have passed yeah. between episodes. But no, it was yesterday. <laughs> right. So then they do the first, like, the first you snooze, you lose challenge. Ugh. Which is... You do something relaxing, and you can't fall asleep. Yeah. Can I just suggest we just blow through what all of them are right now? Because these are stupid and boring. Okay, Lucy gets a massage. Yeah, which is probably the best one. Because, like, you're in a relaxed position, and, like, a position where it's almost harder to keep your eyes open, because your face is through that hole. Yeah. And stuff like that. It's like, alright, so that makes sense. Uh, Claire has to, Claire S has to snuggle with a teddy bear. Yeah. Now, just to be clear, this is like a new episode. Yeah. So there's one of these three. every episode. But these are all stupid and not worth a lot of time talking about. The bear one's weirdly endearing. She, they strap a giant bear to her. And it's like, you have to stay with Mr. Cuddles is the name of the bear or yes. something. And she just like talks the whole time. Yeah. I kind of like that. She just has a com- a one-sided conversation with the stuffed bear. Yeah. And that's like a whole mood for me. Yeah. Right, Lawrence Mulligan and Marquis de Lafayette? <laughs> um, that's the name of one of Laura's plushies. No one's going to understand why you just said that. Yeah, there's a three-headed dog that I'm currently <laughs> leaning on, and the heads are named Lawrence Mulligan and Marquis de Lafayette. I can't believe you were just going to assume that people knew that. <laughs> Without explaining that. Stay doomed trivia. Uh, episode four, Chris does the You Snooze, You Lose challenge, and it's this very sweet grandmother reads him a story. Yes. Uh, and he actually does fall asleep. He does fall asleep because they force him, like, into pajamas and into, like, a race car bed. Which is kind of adorable. Yeah. Especially because he's, like, 20. Yes. And this is the last one that makes any sense. <laughs> uh, Jonathan has to watch paint dry. This is so dumb. Because watching paint dry doesn't actually make you fall asleep. It's just something that's boring. Like, it's an expression. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's not people actually beating dead horses. <laughs> and then for the sixth one, Jonathan has to count sheep on a television. With, like... It's actually pretty entertaining because it's people in sheep costumes like running around and he sits there and he counts them. But it like no one ever asks him how many sheep there were. So there's no reason for him to actually count, which means he just could have sat there and screamed and kept himself awake. Yeah. Because the numbers didn't matter. Okay. So those are the use news you lose challenges. Oh, there's one more. Uh, what was the the snooze you lose challenge on the last episode? They had the one guy oh, had to rewatch the triangle backs. things again, and triangle he, man. He does it like the, he's telling the 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 things about triangles, and he just starts screaming. He's like, I, "I've decided I'm going to try out different laughs." Oh yeah, it's Chris, and he goes nuts, and he's just like, "Yeah." So he's just freaking out this guy who's like, 
and they can be described in three ways. I'll start with a scalene triangle. Best, um, best example I can give you is with a straight, flat base. I decided I was going to laugh and laugh and laugh, and this was what was going to get me through it. So I decided to make up quite a few selection of different laughs. <laughs> and show them to him. <laughs> Next section I'll move on to is the congruence of triangles. <laughs> My note there is this Chris sounds like I did when the cat's credit started rolling. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I miss cats. So they're all stupid and they lose a thousand dollars in the end. <laughs> like, that's really all I have to say about them. Yeah, like this is gonna Cause like we could go through all the elimination challenges the same way. <laughs> I mean, kind of, like, do you want to just do that where we're like, here's the, the few interesting things that happen during the show? Yeah, so, <laughs> we'll, we'll go in order, because here's episode two. Yeah. Um, we do, the elimination challenge in episode two is actually my favorite one. It's the short-term memory challenge, where they have the little shock maze. Oh, I have major problems with this. It's at least visually interesting. Yeah, so here's the deal. Uh... There are three doors in front of you. Two of them are electrified. One of them is unlocked. Mm -hmm. uh, once you get through, there'll be another set of three doors. And then there's ten different versions of this. You have to get all the way through it. If you touch an electrified door, you have to start over. Yeah. But And the big thing they just keep saying is no running. Because you're, you've been awake for, at this point, 60 hours. And yeah. running could kill you. Or something. They don't want you to, like, run into the doors, I guess. Uh, the first guy... Naruto run into the doors. The, the, the first guy, who was it, James? It's, yeah, it's Jimmy and Salma who did Jimmy, this. Jimmy, excuse me. Jimmy gets through the first door. When he goes to get through the second door, he rips the doorknob off. Yes. And, like, then in the third door he gets electrocuted, and then he comes back around, which I don't buy the electrocution really that much. I don't think it's like a full on electric. I think it is like a shock, like a like a doorknob, like <laughs> like a static. Yeah, electricity like I don't shock. think it's. I don't think don't, there's like, not a car battery like. Yeah, <laughs> like I thought it was just more of like a. Well, what's annoying is there's like a flashing light. Yeah, like like it's lightning. Like like the juice of the door is is <laughs> is taking away the electricity of the building, and it's always late. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's always happening when they're walking back to the beginning. But when he goes back to do it again, he goes, the doorknob's gone. Uh, and they're, like, rushing to fix it. Yeah, there's, like, a stagehand desperately trying to fix it. But that means, visually, every time he gets to that part of the maze, he's like, well, it's the one with no doorknob. Yeah. Which is fixed before Salma does her run. Kind of. Because Dermot actually says... Watch the doorknob in the second room. It's loose. Which means he told her which door it was. Yeah. Like, there's so many just, like, little problems And because with this, this game. was aired live, they couldn't just, like, stop for ten minutes and fix the damn door. Because that's happened with Survivor. There's been games where they're like, 
hold, we're starting this game over. Wow. Because of some sort of problem with the rules or something malfunctions or something like that. Uh, Because, and this is something I had to put into the waivers of Game the Gamer, that like, there is a chance there will be a technical issue. We will do our best to like stop that from happening. In the event that that happens, the game is null and we have to start over. Right. And, And like, it sucks, but like, that's the fairest thing to do. And this is when we're going to bring in Opposite Worlds. Because, yeah. like, that was another game we watched that fi- that aired live and had challenges go awry. Yeah. So, like, I thought about Opposite Worlds a lot when we did mm-hmm. this show. So, Jimmy gets out and uh, he wins. So, yeah. Salma has been eliminated. Yeah. She, Jimmy gets through the maze and then they have Salma do it. And basically, instead of the timer counting up, it counts down from Jimmy's time. Yes. There's also at least some suspense here where there wasn't in the rest of the episode. Yeah, at least we like can see what's happening. There's a part of me that wonders if like they realized the piece didn't work and they threw this weird challenge together last minute. Yeah. Cuz like there's it's off. There's something off about it. And like when Jimmy comes back, when Chris, Claire, and Jonathan came back in the first episode, mm-hmm. the other housemates were thrilled. Yes. When Jimmy comes back, everyone's like, hey, you're here. And the other thing I noticed in this episode is Dermot O'Leary botches a lot. Yeah, he cannot he, speak. He stumbles. He mispronounces. He has to go back and repeat himself. Dermot O'Leary or Luke Tipple? All right, you want to you hash this out now? Or do you want to wait? Do you want to talk about more Dermot? Oh, we should wait until we talk about the host. Yeah, we have a lot of other things we have yeah. to talk about. Uh, episode three starts out with them pretty much saying Lucy left. Yes. We're going to find out the exact details of Lucy leaving during this episode, but they start the episode by announcing that Lucy is gone. Yes. And there's definitely like a feeling of like, she fell and is medically airvacked out or something like something went wrong. They're very grave about Lucy leaving. And then they show it and it's just Lucy going... I gotta get going, guys. <laughs> yeah, like, she's tired and complains. And everyone's really nice to her. Yeah. Um. Well, I think there's an element of, because this is something we didn't mention, is uh, they lost $1,000 when Mark fell asleep. Chris. Chris. Chris falls asleep sitting up. And uh, they lose $1,000 that way. Lucy is constantly about to fall asleep. So when she announces that she's going to go... Everyone's like, good, see ya. And she leaves and costs the group no money. Yeah. And it's interesting to just be like, yeah, they could just leave and not, with no penalty. I don't know. This whole thing just feels weird. Uh, I did notice in this, uh, I had written down like what somebody was wearing. Because I was like, they're allowed to like take showers and stuff, right? They are. Yes. Um, There's a nice moment where they like have a food fight. But we never did spend enough time on these like nice... People moments. Yes. Now, and bonding and like, we never get to care about these people quite enough. Yes, because there's one thing they have to show every time, and that's the talking with the scientist. Let's yes. just blow through this, because they never say anything interesting. I literally never take notes on it. They have these two scientists that are like, let's let's take a cl- let's look at a clip of uh, what's happening in the house. And they show them all throwing water at each other. And they're like, what's going on here, Doc? And he's like, well... They're sleep deprived, so they're acting kind of drunk. It's like, would you say that they're like really feeling the effects right now? Yeah. 
All right, well, thank you for your science. It's that conversation every goddamn episode. Yeah, I don't even write it down. To the point where, like, as soon as they're like, let's talk to the scientist, I just started, like, openly groaning. Like, ugh, no. I No thank you to your science. Oh, see, that's when I would just be like, mm, so what's, uh, what's good on Twitter? Yeah, it was... One of us has to watch everything. <laughs> yeah. Um. So... Then they get a they get a ninety minute nap. BS. And they do an interview with Lucy, like they do her exit interview, mm-hmm. and she comes off as kind of like a dumb drunk sloth. Well, she she's like she went home and she went to sleep, and now she's back. And she was like, yeah, I was real tired. Like she never says like I was hallucinating and I was afraid I was going to die. It was like I was just in there and I was like I really wanted to go to bed. Because I was sleepy. What what did you think the show was? Yeah, Lucy feels like a waste of a contestant. Mm-hmm. Like, that slot could have gone to somebody who yeah. was interesting. It's like, I went on Fear Factor and it was scary. <laughs> did we ever post when you went on Fear Factor? No, I don't have the footage to edit that together. Yet. Oh, I'll have to give that to you. Yes, that's coming soon, guys. Get excited. Yeah, Noah did Fear Factor live just about a year ago today. Oh my god. So... They ask Lucy who think she thinks will win. She says Claire S., who they've all lovingly nicknamed the Terminator. Yes. And I, I want... There's only one time where they say Terminatrix, which yeah. is what the female Terminator is called in the third one. I wonder if they weren't supposed to say that. Maybe. Because they like the word Terminator better than Terminatrix. So we we get to know a little bit more about the tests in this episode. About how they're like reaction time. Yeah, we're three episodes in and they finally tell us what the tests that determine who's up for elimination are. And it's like, it's kind of like a giant Simon where it's like this light comes on and you hit it as fast as possible. Yeah. And then it, it was a word would come up and you had to say if the word was the same... As the color it was. Yeah, like it'd be the word yellow, but in blue ink. Yeah. And And you had to say no. Yeah, and then if it was green and it said green, you had to say yes. Exactly. And then they had to determine how long a minute was. Yeah. So that's the test. They finally explain it, but they never, again, they again, never show us them doing it. Yeah, so then we get the three people who have done the worst, who have deteriorated the most. Yes. Uh, so their previous day's score was much better than their current day score. It's not yes. people who score the lowest. Mm-hmm. It's how far you have deteriorated. Yes, we'll be angry about that next episode. So they're doing a quiz show where you're ask, you are answering the previous question. Yes. And th- this is at least an interesting game. Because, like, we'll, we'll we'll try to do it right now with Lara. All okay. right, so it, was just, it would be something like, <clears throat> uh, who was the previous president of the United States? She would not answer. Right. Uh, who's the current WWE champion? Barack Obama. Uh, who was the first man on the moon? Brock Lesnar. Uh, who is Woody's friend in Toy Story? Neil Armstrong. Stuff like that. Uh, and But they were written in a way to be more confusing on purpose. Like, for two answers in a row, it was someone whose first name was Kate. Yes. But you had to have, like, a different 
you had to know, like, Kate Moss versus Kate Bush. Well, oh, no, excuse me. It was a Rolling Stone gathers no. And then the next one was um, the following singer sang Wuthering Heights. And that would be Kate Bush. But you were supposed to get confused and say Kate Moss. Moss, yeah. Uh, and th- there was also one that was like spell pig and then uh, something like what is the, the uh, professional golf association called? Yeah. So so like you were had all these letters in your head and then someone uh, they made what's her name? Sarah? Claire. 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 There's two Claire's. I should know this. They made Claire say uh, your specialized subject is answering the question I asked before. Remember, you don't need to answer the first question, okay? Yes. Your minute starts now. What did the initials TV stand for? Complete the following phrase. Too many cooks spoil the... Television. Which boy band had a hit with Flying Without Wings? Ross. Which famous disaster was depicted in the film starring Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio? Westlife. What is the name of Keith Harris's cute green duck? Titanic. Which British actor was the star of Four Weddings and the Funeral in Notting Hill? Pass. Orville. Complete the song, I'm Forever Blowing. Hugh Grant. <laughs> in the 1980s, what did my... And she starts laughing, and, like, none of the other ones were as funny as that? Yeah, hers were funny. Um, Jonathan's were tricky. Mm-hmm. And Craig just didn't know anything. No, yeah, <laughs> Craig was stupid. Like, Craig passed, not because the challenge was screwing him up, but he was mm-hmm. like, I just don't know that. Yeah. Like, he just didn't know a bunch of them, because they, they were trivia, but they weren't super easy trivia. Mm-hmm. So, Craig is eliminated, which is why I don't remember anything about Craig. Yeah, he's no, nothing interesting happens with him. But when Jonathan and Claire come back, everyone's ecstatic again. Yes. Which just tells you no one likes Jimmy. Nobody likes Jimmy. I don't know what it is, but there's definitely something about them not liking Jimmy. Yeah, which would be interesting if we knew why they didn't like Jimmy. Yeah, but it never comes up. Because there's never really a reason to show us them doing anything, because nothing matters. Yeah, which is a bummer, because we're not invested in anybody. Because, like, there's this whole idea of, like, they need to work as a team to make sure no one falls asleep, but only one person wins the money. It would be so much better if every day there was a challenge where they had to work together as a team to win money for the pot. Yeah. Because then it would be the mole. Yeah. Like, the same ideas as the mole. Uh, By the way, this was made by the same company that made the mole. Yeah. Uh, But, like, we never get any of that. So, the next episode, like, the one activity they do, because we always see them do an activity of some kind. They do, like, a hip-hop dance routine, which made me think the elimination was going to be, like, a dance-off, which would have been interesting. Like, who remembers the dance thing? Mm -hmm. And it's also like, ha-ha-ha, we're going to make these sleep-deprived people dance on national TV. Yes. LOL. Nope, not that interesting. But we do have actual conflict in this one. Mm -hmm. Dean and Claire M., who Claire M was like supposed to be the villain, but we're four episodes deep and she's done nothing. Mm-hmm. They start arguing. Finally, yes. things come to a head. And all I can think of during this scene is that we see someone like Blair Witch Project standing in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> like what is he doing? And it's Chris. Like he's just out of it. Mm-hmm. And I just heard a story about my aunt gave her dog like a piece of cookie that had CBD oil in it. Yeah. And apparently, like, the dog was, like, chilled out from the fireworks. 
but then was just staring at the wall. <laughs> and that's kind of what Chris was doing. <laughs> yeah. He was Blair witching. Uh, and what's dumb about this is they show the fight and then they show them like patching it up. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. It's fine like that. You don't you don't give us that. Like, there's many times you'll see it on Big Brother where people will have a fight mm-hmm. and then they'll go to the live show and they'll ask them about it and they'll say something like, oh, we patched it up. Of course you're not going to show that because you want there to be tension. Yeah. And then very suspiciously, we have two people up for elimination. You forgot. They have to play Connect Four with Dermot. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the Weary versus O'Leary challenge. I have never hated anything more in any show we've ever done. Let me, children, <laughs> let me tell you a little thing about Connect Four. Connect Four is what they call a solved game. Yes. In that, if you go first, you can win or, t- or tie. You cannot lose 100% of the time. A solved game is something that has a perfect strategy. Uh, Connect four, tic-tac-toe. Yeah. Something like chess remains an unsolved game because there's no perfect way to play. Right. All you got to do is put it in the middle when you start and you're pretty much golden. Yep. Uh, I forget who goes first, but O'Leary's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I believe uh, Chris goes first. Oh, okay. But O'Leary's still an idiot. He's still really Because I don't stupid. think Chris does the right game. Like, no, he doesn't. Like, there's so many times where I'm just like, nah, all right, whatever, idiots. They haven't been, they've been awake for 78 hours. So, they win. They win, they get $1,000 back because they had fallen asleep a few other times. Yeah. Uh, so now it's up to 98. Yeah. it's. I'm sorry like that we are skimming so much, but there's no way for us in an audio format to like entertainingly describe someone closing their eyes for 10 seconds. It's really, yeah, like <laughs> nothing in the show is visually interesting. Not at all. Including the next elimination challenge. I, I at least understand what they're going for here, but this is so problematic. It's gambling on a coin toss. Yes, they, 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 the two our two fighters, uh, Claire and uh, Dean. Dean, end up being up for elimination. So this, this idea of like, oh, they hate each other now they're going toe to toe, suspicious. But then there's also an element of like, well, this is the only conflict in the house, and it will be gone yeah. after this. And the idea is, you have a hundred points. You can bet as many points as you want. On whether or not it'll be heads or tails. If you get it right, like if you bet forty points and you get it right, you get eighty. You get now have eighty points, uh, and you can stop at any time. And it's the idea of like when you're tired, you can't make good decisions. But it's still a goddamn coin flip, and it's not even like a giant screen with a random coin mm. or like a giant coin. No, it's just a leery with a quarter. Yeah. A 25 pence. Piece. I'm sorry, 25 pence. Um, and I think what we're supposed to get out of this is one of them is sequestered. Yes. And we watch... In Dermot's room. In Dermot's room, which is super weird. There's not like a little office or holding pen. They're, like Claire's in Dermot's room. Dermot's bedroom, which means she probably is just laying down, sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, 
The idea is we see Dean's run first so that when Claire goes, we're like, oh, we know the number that she has to beat. Claire goes first. I'm sorry, you're right. Claire goes first. Uh, We know the number that now Dean will have to beat. So, like, we have knowledge of how bad his decisions are. But in the end, they tie. Yeah, and, like, this isn't... This is the point where I almost feel like one of the t- one of the elimination challenges didn't work or had to be canceled. Yeah, so they're like, we're going to flip a coin. Because this feels like when we've had a Game the Gamer malfunction mm-hmm. and we're trying to come up with a Game the Gamer auction at the 11th hour. G- Game the Gamer usually does have a few, like, emergency buttons. Yeah. Where, like, I, I mentioned this in the MAGFest episode. One of the games we couldn't get to work because we didn't have internet. And, like, we had planned Dr. Mario, but mm-hmm. we didn't want to have to resort to Dr. Mario. Uh, but this, this is, feels like they didn't plan a Dr. Mario. And I'm not sure if you caught this, but Dermot wears an earpiece telling him what to say the whole time. I did not catch that. Because he, the whole time he has to say, like, if you get it right, you'll be up to 140. If you get it wrong, you'll be down to 60. Like, he's not smart enough to do that math. Oh, my God. Because at one point he does say, could you say that again? Because he's asking for the numbers because he can't do the math. Yeah. Oh, it's so dumb! So, then they base it on who deteriorated more, and Claire M is sent home, because they've tied. Yes, it's, uh, Dean deteriorated by 12%, Claire deteriorated by 16 and Claire says, I shouldn't have done so well yesterday. And, like, she plays it off like she's joking, but she's right. Yeah, because, like, in theory... What could have happened was uh, Claire scored 100% yesterday and got 16 wrong today, while Dean got a 50 yesterday and got an extra 6 wrong. Yeah. Yeah, so like the idea that, you know, Dean gets to stay with his 44... Mm-hmm. While Claire could potentially, we don't know, have like an 80-some. Like, it doesn't feel right. We don't see any of the scores. There's a lack of transparency here. Yes. Uh, and all of the women except for Claire S are gone. Yeah, we, we lose all the ladies very quickly. Yeah, like we still have Dean, Chris, Jimmy, and Jonathan. The only guy we've lost is Craig. Yes. So, the next episode... Jonathan watches paint dry. Jimmy and Dermot play ping pong, and Jimmy wins. Yes. Dermot, like, doesn't win any of the Olympics. No, Dermot's... He's terrible at everything. Hosting, (laughs) ping pong, connect four. Jenga. Jenga. Uh, We may have already passed this, but uh, they send a magician in. We did pass the magician. I forgot Uh, about the magician. The joy I had of hearing this English woman say, He looks like a magician. So great. Oh, it just reminded me of a show I wished I was watching. <laughs> but, like, here, there's so many things about this this tiny moment. They send in a magician, and the idea is he's trying not to let them know that he's a magician. Yes. Uh, he's trying to make them think that, like, they're having hallucinations and oh, stuff Oh, yeah. Like that. He's, like, there to mess with them. He's just like, I'm going to put this card down here and remember it. What, did you, what was this? Oh, it's the King of Clubs, and he flips it over, and it's the Ace of Spades. Uh... 
But like the idea of like someone going in is like, I want you to do magic tricks for them, but don't make them look like magic tricks. The idea is first thing he does is go, let me pull out these cards. Let me cut them with one hand. It's like, nobody knows how to do that except for magicians. Like he should have just shown up. Like he's like, let me take off my top hat and then my cane. Yeah. And let me appear in in a puff of smoke and doves fly out. He does every magician thing possible. And pretty much all of them are like, he's a magician. (laughs) Which means he's the worst magician. Yeah. And also shows what this show could have been. Because the next thing they should have done as like an activity is give them a Ouija board that moves on its own. Like, super entertaining to watch people who've been up for 90 hours, like, <gasps> with a haunted toy? Oh, that's a show. <laughs> but instead, let's watch them do a Mori war dance. <laughs> like. <sighs> so Chris and Dean, in this episode in particular, the fifth episode, which would have aired on the Thursday, uh, They've clearly been asked to give bigger reactions because Chris and Dean oversell like Dolph Yeah, they ham up everything. And for a moment, the show is visually interesting. There is an absolute hatred and disdain for this show from its own contestants. Mostly Chris. (laughs) Like, you can tell that there's some producer that's like, be interesting. Do something interesting. And it's a group of seven people going, well, we're kind of tired. We'd rather not do anything. I wrote down that this was the letter challenge. That's Claire, Jonathan, and Dean. Or Christine and Jimmy. Yes. What they're do- this is This is, get ready. Sit tight. We're going to give you a minute and a letter. And you have to name as many words that start with that letter in that minute. And I'm th- going to write down every word I know. Monday. Rectangle. <laughs> butthole. But here, here's the thing that drove me absolute crazy about that. He's like, all right, pick one of these envelopes. And you'll have to name as many words that start with that letter. I'll take envelope one. That's, that's the letter L. All right, let me put some stuff down. And there's like a 15-second break. Uh, where a person can just sit there and be like, okay, let me think of some words that start with lamp. Yeah. And there's no real explanation on what counts as a word. And I know that sounds kind of dumb. Yeah, like, do proper nouns count? Oh, no, he d- they do say no names and no places. Right. Which is confusing because, like, if my word is S, are you saying I can't use Switzerland? Or are you also saying I also can't use, like, school? Yeah, I'm sure they mean proper nouns. Yeah, but... They don't say. Also, imagine you've been awake for 92 hours. No. But, like, go ahead and give me a letter. Just for... B. B. Okay. Could I do bounce, bounces, bouncing, bounced, bouncy, bouncily? Like, there's, like, eight words without changing the word. Does uh, Jimmy kind of do that? Uh, maybe one of them, but no one does it the way I just did. Yeah, like, nobody... there's some people who are like jump and then later do jumping. Yeah. But like, just change the endings, and that's like eight words. And I understand they're tired and like they might not think of that. But 
There's also no explanation of what would happen if someone did do that. Yeah, that's true. And Dermot flies by this of, uh, if you repeat a word, the words will be discounted. It's like, oh, okay. So does that mean if I say bounce and then bounce again, I lose both of them? Yeah, or does it just mean you can't say... Yeah, that's weird. Like, there's... First, what is easily the simplest game? It is so confusing on what... And, ugh. Does anyone want to watch someone say words that begin with R for a minute? Monday. Rectangle. Butthole. Uh, Dean's eliminated. Yeah, I'm guessing the idea of this is it would be entertaining to watch someone be like, all right, name words that begins with S. Uh, Scar. Uh, 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 uh. And we're supposed to be like, oh, they're really tired because you can't think of any other words. But it's just not interesting. No. Um, Episode six, like, nothing happens. (laughs) Nothing happens in this show. (laughs) Yeah. There's the timing challenge. This is easily the worst elimination challenge. There's so many problems with this. Number one, it's very boring. Well, let um, let me start from the beginning. We're down to four people at this point. Yes, we're down to Jimmy, Claire S., Chris, and Jonathan. Jonathan. They cut and they're like, all right, up for elimination is all of them. Yeah. So I was like, all right, already unfair. Like the the fact that your tests no longer matter is kind of dumb. Yeah. Like there should be some element of like, I want to do whatever. They move them out and the four of them sit down. They're like, okay, you're going to face off one on one. I'm going to give you an amount of time and you're going to hit the button when you think that much time has gone by. Mm hmm. Uh, which means they're like, it's like 45 seconds, which means we watch two people stare at each other for 45 seconds. Yeah. And like, what's also annoying about it is they're like, uh, so which two want to go first? Like, what do you mean it's up to them? And I believe Jonathan says, well, let's just go with whoever you're sitting next to. And instead, Chris and Jimmy both go, well, I don't want to go up against Claire. Yeah. So, so they decide they're going to go up against each other because they both know they're the two biggest idiots. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, at least I think I can only beat one of you and it's the other idiot. So I'm going to go up against them. And I mean, Chris is right. He beats Jimmy. <sighs> so dumb. So dumb. But like Jimmy gets closer than Claire does in hers. But because it's head to head... Claire gets passed through mm-hmm. because she, like, wins one. Yeah, they they face off against each other. Oh, my God. I'm so annoyed that I have to even talk about this. Uh, the first time they do it, like, it's 45 seconds. Yeah. And they're off by, like, a tenth of a second. Right. And then the other ones, they're off by less than a tenth of a second. Yeah. And then someone gets eliminated. And I... Guess the theory was they're going to be so tired, they're going to have no idea of time. But the truth of the matter is, they've been practicing this exact game in the test every single day. So now they're amazing at it. Yeah. And the final round, which is Jimmy versus, uh, not Craig. Chris? uh, Chris. The two idiots. No. Jonathan? Yeah, it's Jonathan. Okay. It's Jonathan, the, the psychiatrist, versus Jimmy at the end. Yes. Because they, they both lost one. 
and now they're facing off. The time they're looking to hit is a minute seven. So we are staring at this for over a minute. And like you just see them like silently counting to each other for a minute. Yep. Frustrating how how boring this is. Yep. But we lose Jimmy at the end. Finale. Finale. It starts with Dermot saying, we have a winner, but we're not going to say who it is yet. The show is technically over and the challenge is done. But we're just going to reveal it later. And he also reveals that all of the contestants are currently sleeping. Oh, yeah. They're just like, they're tired. We want to be able to talk to them. So they're just going to let them sleep now. So we're, there's a point where we're just watching Jonathan sleep. Yeah. Um, everybody wakes up. They're miserable. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next note says, oh, my God, really? Um, we watch them go over this weird strategy of like, Claire can give herself leg cramps. Yes, and I know exactly what this is. It's very painful. Uh, it's where you stretch your foot and then you curl your toes so your foot cramps. I, I can actually do it. Ah! Oh, God. Are you, doing, do are you doing it now? Not now, but I was. <laughs> yeah, it oh! sucks. It really sucks. Why would you do that? Do you feel awake? I hate everything. That's that. Let Yes, let the hate flow through <laughs> you. Go watch cats again. It's less painful than the show. Yeah, these cats was only two hours. Jesus. Uh, yeah. So that they, they have determined this, and they, they show like they've been awake for a hundred and twenty hours. I mean, seven days at this point. So it'd be a hundred and sixty-eight hours. Hundred sixty-eight hours. That's right. But they've gotten like two hours of sleep a night. Uh, so really, like a hundred and fifty. Chris starts to go crazy. And confused. Hello. You're right. Chris, are you alright? I'm okay. Where do you think we are? I know where we are. Where? You're you're from neighbours. That's exactly where I'm from. Um, all right, we're in a game show called Shattered. Yeah, oh yeah, I know we're not. Yeah, we're not in a we're not in a soap opera. Right, yeah. We're in a game show. I am. We're from uh, neighbours. I want to be. We're not in a soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> we're not in a soap opera. Talk to yourself. We're in a game show. Uh, do people know that in there? Yeah, yeah. The people. Are you sure. Who's in there? In... in the shower. That's Alice Cooper. Shut up. Um, Pat, here's Jimmy. Because I was wondering whether actually making him, grounding him in reality would make him come back to it quicker. But at least it is. With his brow. Do we have, do we not have coffee or tea or anything like that? Because that would be really nice. Mm, uh, I should mention we'll get a couple of tea pretty soon. Fingers crossed. Right, well, I'm the Prime Minister of Australia, so they better do something. And it's Jimmy here from up north. He's the Prime Minister from Australia. Who is? Chris. You are. There's a bit of a neighbour set thing going on. Yeah, I'm from oh, neighbours. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
The nurse drops in to check on Chris. No, I'm not. Stuff like that. Do you buy any of this? Uh, there's a cute little moment. I, I don't really buy any of it. I believe that Chris is, like, messing with everybody. I 100% think that. But I think there's, there's like, a fun little moment of, like, Chris and Claire improv a little scene because they're bored. Yes. Let's discuss this. Yeah. They start sword fighting with metal bars that they should not have. Like, you hear them like, clang, clang. I was like, well, this is really dangerous. That's something you could go crazy and beat someone up with. Like. Yeah, you could, you could murder someone with this. And slowly but surely, all the things that they set up in the beginning disappear throughout this show. Yeah. Like, there's a moment where... Like, they... they've already started to strike the set. Yeah. And, like, there's a moment earlier where uh, Claire, the other Claire, yeah. is smoking. And she has the door open, and she's kind of sitting in the doorway and keeping her hand outside. It's like, well, you're not supposed to sit and smoke. That was the whole thing. And then later, you just see them, like, sitting in the uh, the garden. They've, like, like dragged chairs out there. I was like, I thought you weren't allowed to sit out there. And then there's also a moment where a mime shows up. I know, that seems like a big jump. And they're all learning to mime. And Chris just leaves. Yeah. He's just like, I'm going to go outside for a bit. And I was like, so you don't even have to do anything? Nope. Like, th- there, I am so tempted to, to go the opposite world's route here and just be like, well, I'm going to become a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, there's a great moment where Claire, like, Sparta kicks Chris through all the cushions. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're goofing around. Like, but. We, and we start to care about these three a little bit, and then two of them, Chris and Claire... Turn hard on Jonathan. And I don't understand this because basically uh, Jonathan keeps going at Chris because Chris keeps falling asleep. Chris loses like five grand yeah. falling asleep. They win a lot of it back, but he loses. He is the only one that really falls asleep that's still there. The, yeah, and that does it more than once. Yeah, like lost a good amount of money for the group. Dean, Claire, and Jimmy also do it once each. Yeah, but... Well, Chris does it a few times. Chris does it a few times, and he says something to him like... John's in my biggest competition. Maybe you should come out. I was in here on the computer test, and um, basically I closed my eyes by mistake. Now the alarm went off, and he, I couldn't believe the tone of his voice. Because um, you're going to fall asleep on the reaction test. No, I won't. You're guaranteed to. It's obviously because he thinks it's his money and he's going to win. And I, I mean, the guy's arrogance just kills me. Of course he does! That's the point of the show! Yeah. And Claire kind of says, like, I don't want Jonathan to win the money and Chris... But we've also seen Claire talk crap on Chris five minutes prior. Mm-hmm. So she, like, they're done. Mental. Like, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Uh, if I spend a week in close quarters... Even with sleep, I'd probably hate everyone there. Too. That's true. Like, I'd probably be talking crap on everyone else there. Because mm-hmm. seven days, like, think about, like, your dorm freshman year when everybody knows each other. Mm-hmm. And how by, like, mid-fall semester, people were turning on each other. Yeah. And it kind of felt like the real world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the MTV show, not the actual real world. Right. And that's kind of, like, at this point, I don't know if it's the sleep deprivation or if it's just... Everyone misses their family and friends and they're tired of each other. Yeah. Or if it's 
uh, the producer's like, please say something interesting. Yeah. Because I also get that vibe throughout the show. So then the last challenge that decides the whole game. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the like mental depreciation challenge doesn't mean anything today anyway. Right. At 4 p.m., they're all essentially put to bed. Yes. And the last person to fall asleep wins. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jonathan and Chris fall asleep within seconds of one another. I think that's editing. Um, I mean, they actually give you the time. Oh, okay. They fell asleep. They both fall asleep at 4.12. And Dermot actually says, like, you fell asleep within seconds, within, like, ten seconds of each other. Oh, okay. okay. Which I don't think they would emphasize if that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. And... Claire stays awake for another two hours. That's insane. Because she's doing the foot thing. And she's, like, playing music games with herself. Yeah, she talks about how she's, like, doing winking games to, like, play... Like, she's singing a song in her head and winking her eyes. Yeah. Which is funny, because I've played a similar game to fall asleep, where I'll, like, yeah. count syllables. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's something I do to fall asleep, because it stops me from, like, thinking of... My ever-growing pile of anxieties and fears. Right, right. So it's very interesting to me that she did the opposite thing. And like, that's how I keep myself awake. I'm like, oh, I would just think of like, hey, Laura, think about middle school. (laughs) (laughs) Right, well, I I said if you were to do this show, the last thing I would say to you before you were gone is, hey, I think the stove's on. (laughs) Did you unplug your straightener? Yeah, and then it would just be like, (laughs) I gotta go home! That would work, too. Yeah, so Claire wins. And one thing, actually, we forgot to mention that that is also especially weird is their family is there at the elimination challenges. Yeah. And anytime someone, like, saves themselves and wins the challenge, they dive into the crowd and, like, hug their friends and stuff like that. Yeah. Which, like, you never see that allowed in reality shows. Like, the whole thing is you are sequestered. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, it would have been much more interesting than interviewing the scientists. Interview people who actually know these people and be like, Yeah. We're talking to Mandy, Chris's girlfriend. Mandy, what's Chris usually like? Mm -hmm. How is he acting now? Like, where we can really think about, like, how these people are different. Yeah, because there's actually a moment where they interview Claire, the other Claire. Yeah. And Dermot's like... So uh, there's something interesting that you want to tell us since you've been eliminated. What's that? And she goes, I can't sleep. Yeah. And he's like, really? He's like, yeah, I can't sleep. And he goes, interesting. So who do you think's going to win? He's like, no, 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 no. Bring out the scientist now. Yeah, it's... The show is very experimental. They didn't know what they were doing, and it's very no, obvious. It's It's a mess. So... So now that we've gone through the whole show... Yep. Uh, which if you've made it this far, I'm sorry that there's not, there's probably not a lot of clips because there's not a lot of interesting stuff. No. Uh, let's talk about Dermot versus Opposite Worlds. So, Luke Tipple, adventurer. Yes. Um, love making fun of Luke Tipple, I'm sorry. Uh, he at least seems like a fairly competent, um, speaker. Yeah. Like, he was not good at ad-libbing but he didn't like stop mid-sentence or stumble as badly as Dermot constantly does yeah a lot of the things Luke Tipple says 
were just so dumb because they were off the cuff. Yeah. It was just like, you're going to have to go after her. Long pause. Like, the idea of Dermot without cue cards would be a train wreck. Yeah, like, Luke at least could kind of hold his own speaking. Mm -hmm. And Luke did not have to get involved. Yeah, let, let me tell you. We do these shows, and I always think, like, it would be cool if we could interview any of these people. I don't think Dermot would want to talk to us because of how much we hate him as a host. Uh, there's a lot of people. Uh, I, there, at one point on the Stay Doom Twitter, I went and followed a bunch of people because, like, we're mm -hmm. talking about reaching out for interviews. Uh, one of the ones I didn't follow was Jesse from Opposite Worlds because we roast yes. Jesse. Because... Uh, we actually got followed, or at least I, my personal Twitter got followed by uh, Mike Mitchell. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, maybe he'll actually do the show. And then I'm worried that he listened to the podcast and was like, no, you guys were jerks. We were not that mean to him. A lot of his fans were not fans of what we said no, about him. Whatever. Um, like, there are a bunch of people from The Quest, but like I have this fear of Ansgar listening to that podcast. Yeah, we got to get the people from the Quest on the show. <laughs> we do. Um, but in any case, if you're from the Quest and you're listening, I'm so sorry. I forgot to respond to something or follow up. We'll we'll make it happen. Uh, so that's that's basically the show. Uh, should we should we do a verdict? No, I was going to say, do you have any research? Uh, Chris is actually. I read a fairly recent article about Shattered, really? and like. You know, a hundred thousand pounds, ninety-seven thousand pounds by the end of it is not like a crazy permanent amount of money. So, like Claire gave it to her family, and like they bought a house. Yeah, because I was thinking like a hundred thousand dollars is like it's a good chunk of change, but like I don't think they were prepared to give it all away. No, I think they thought they would fall asleep a lot more. Yeah, uh, Chris is salty that he didn't win. Like, yeah. he kind of claims that, like, Claire cheated by doing the foot cramp thing, even though they were all capable of doing it. Yeah, he does it in the show. Yeah, it's a very, it was a very strange interview. He was very weirdly salty about it. Was that his only complaint? Was Pretty that... much, yeah. He didn't like the last challenge, and he felt it was unfair. Uh, he felt like Claire had to use the bathroom. Like, everyone oh. was supposed to use the bathroom, and like, oh, because Claire had said in an interview, like, she was trying to get the producer's attention because she needed to use the bathroom, but they weren't allowed to speak. Oh. So, like, she was like, yeah, sometimes I was, like, trying to jerk my head around to get their attention. Hmm. So. Also having to pee. Great way to stay awake. But, like, I know myself, and, like, there's a really good chance that, like, I could have used the bathroom right mm. before the challenge and 15 minutes later been like, I have to pee again. That's interesting, because there's a show that was on the Fox reality channel called uh, Solitary, mm -hmm. where it was basically all the challenges were pretty much do this for as long as you can. Uh, like, they had to lay on a bed of nails for as long as they could. Okay. They had to deal with just sirens for as long as they could. Oh, Stuff that like terrible. that. It, yeah, it was pretty bad. But, like, part of the rules was going to the bathroom is a forfeit. Oh my gosh. And, like the first season ends with them like in a box basically and the whole point is if you're the first to quit you're eliminated okay but they don't tell you if someone's quit oh like that's that's the whole mental game of it and there's the shot of this guy being like 
I I don't know what else I could do. I might like sit here for another hour and then pee in my shoe. <laughs> like you do. So like I would like it's so easy to just say that that's the rule. Like going to the bathroom will count as a forfeit. Yeah. And like it doesn't sound fair, but like you got to make rules like that. Yeah. But like everything about the show feels like not a lot of thought went into it. It feels like they thought everyone would deteriorate much more than they did. Yeah, in, in a far more interesting way. Yeah. And when everyone was just kind of sleepy, mm-hmm. it didn't work. Yeah, like, no one ever is truly shattered in this show. No. Which, like, is, this is not me being bloodthirsty and being like, I want to see people dropping. But, like, no one ever really even seems like they're in trouble. No. Like, everyone's just kind of... Eh. Groggy. And it's one of those things where, like, they try to explain, like, the hardest time to stay awake is around 3 a.m. Because, like, your body naturally wants to go to sleep. Yeah. And then everyone kind of gets, like, a second wind around noon. It's like, well, then it's just people living their day in a in this tube. Yep. Like, you need to give them something that has value to the show. Like, other than just making them be a mime or watch a magician. So what's the verdict? This has <laughs> to be a stay doomed. This is very much a stay doomed. Like, this this podcast was better than that show. Absolutely. Like. On the virtue of being shorter. On the virtue of being shorter and like. And probably it's more visually interesting and like, to watch anything in your home while listening to us. Yes. Or the picture I put up on the YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> and like on top of that, like we. Delivered what we promised. This was a review of the show Shattered. Yes. Like, the show Shattered does not come through on its promise. It's not people not sleeping at all. It's not people, like, hallucinating or having increased libidos, which was a real bummer when all the women were gone, if that's what you were going for. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah, the the show just, like... It fails on so many aspects. And Dermot sucks. Yep. And like, I want to really point this out. Like Dermot, we cannot emphasize to you enough. Well, like, this is not something we do. No. Like, we never just, like, this person is bad at stuff. Is something that we kind of try to avoid saying. Yeah, we, we try to be pretty cool to everybody. Because I said it during Gotti, and you were like, whoa, easy. And I was like, no, that kid can't act. <laughs> like, Dermot sucks. <laughs> yeah, and like, I, because I also... I enjoyed Gotti more than I enjoyed this because Gotti had things I could find fun in it. Yeah, but here's the thing. Dermot sucks. Dermot does suck. He doesn't ask anything interesting. He doesn't know how to play Jenga. He, <laughs> Dermot sucks. He sucks. <laughs> and, like, I believe he was also the host of, like, British X Factor or British uh, The Brits Have Talent or something. Yeah, something like, like that. Like, his job is host. Like, it's not like they picked up Nick Cannon, who's known for, like, music. What is it ever Nick Cannon? For being married to Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. He's known as just simply a guy who hosts things. And he sucks! He does. He does. He does suck. <sighs> what are we watching next week? Uh, we're watching the Comedy Central show, Michael and Michael Have Issues. That should be fun. Yeah. Where can people find us? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. Yes, give us your suggestions. We just got a bunch of them. 
Uh, and we're trying to find ways to figure them out and, and do them, but we're doing Michael and Michael have issues instead. <laughs> if you want to talk to me. Can I, can I cut in with a really quick Dermot O'Leary story? Oh, yeah. Uh, he, in 2007, he replaced Katie O'Leary, or Katie Thornton, as the host of The X Factor. But he apparently uh, upset Celine Dion. So Celine Dion also hates Dermot O'Leary. Oh. Friend of the Stay Doomed podcast, <laughs> Celine Dion. Anyway. If you want to talk to me about how much Dermot sucks, I'm at TV's Noah. If you just still need to talk about cats, I'm at Priorities. Until next time, stay doomed. Oh. Dermot sucks. <laughs>